This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. It's so much more than postpartum depression. We raise the volume on all of these topics in the hopes that someday everyone will have the support and info that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. I wanted to come on today to have a chat with you personally especially through this period of time of the holidays and the stress and chaos and all the things going on, all of the millions of details that we're attending to at any given moment, and very specifically how frantic that can make us feel, how overloaded and overwhelmed that that can make us feel. Kind of checking into my own energy and the energy that I feel around me, it felt like a really good time to just kind of call that out, call the chaos and franticness out and come to you all with a different kind of energy, with an energy geared more towards healing and health and wellness. Something that's been on my mind a lot regarding this is the inherent resilience and strength that I see that so many people have. And because I work with perinatal moms primarily, the unbelievable amount of strength that women going through the transition into motherhood have and how much they harbor, and how much they go through. And I, of course, also want to mention fathers and new parents in general. This is a massive transition, whether it's your first or 15th kid, it's a change. And while it is stressful, and while people are having a hard time, and specifically if they're dealing with any kind of depression, anxiety, PTSD, additional stressors, basically anything outside of pregnancy, birth, or postpartum going perfectly well, which is extremely rare, people are dealing with high stress. And the holidays themselves bring on another layer of stress. We talked about self-care several episodes ago, and we do throughout each of our episodes pretty much. It runs through all of them and how people find healing, how people get back to themselves. And I've been thinking very deeply about this idea of how people heal and because of what we do here, specifically how mothers and fathers and birthing persons heal through any number of things in this period of time, which led me to further think about how unique the healing journey is and how many different ways people find healing 
and work through healing and move through healing into wellness. I remember years ago, as my sort of mind and thought process was developing, thinking about how many people there are on this planet and how different each person is. That's how many different ways there are to be human, which also leads me to feel that that's how many ways there are to seek healing. I wanted to look up to see exactly how many people there are on this planet right now. The approximate number is 7.7 billion people. And in my mind, that means there are 7.7 billion ways to heal. We are constantly, constantly seeking, how do I get through this? We're looking for little gems, little things that can help us get through the day. And all of that is needed and necessary. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go. And that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness, and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. But there's not one way. There's absolutely not one way. In all of the stories that we hear on the Mom and Mind podcast, there may be some similarities and threads of healing modalities or ways that people have seen themselves through. But even within that, even if the same person goes to therapy, has a doula, uses medication, their process is different. We may be using similar tools, but our process of healing is so different because it's so unique. The way we get into our injured spaces is so unique, and the way we get out of them is also so unique. And I think especially with the way social media is set up, we are often looking for, well, what did they do? How did they seek healing? And while, yes, there is some benefit in that, in my mind, the purpose of the Mom and Mind podcast is to show how many different ways there are, that it's not one way and it's not one thing. You may seek out one modality of healing and that works for you and you feel better. You may need a combination of 15 different ways to heal and that's what works for you. What I find that we leave most off of the list 
is our own strength, our own resilience, our own memory of how much we've already been through and that we got through it. And we can pull that into any current moment. We can pull in our own strength. I'm constantly in awe of the strength and resilience of the mothers that I meet with and the stories that I hear from all of you. And you have to remember that for yourself, that that is part of your healing. It's not always going to be some external thing, although that can help a lot. But remembering your own strength, remembering your own courage, remembering your own vulnerability, remembering your own steps to healing, what has worked for you in the past. Sometimes we aren't even aware of how we are using the skills that we've developed throughout our life to help us in any current situation. Sometimes it's just like, well, that's what I do to deal with stuff. But when we're in dark places or in moments of desperation, it is so hard to hold on to the memories of our strength and of our resilience. I think right now, and maybe especially as we approach a new year, there's a lot of stuff that comes up around a year ending and a new year beginning. And should I make resolutions? And oh my gosh, I need to lose this baby weight. And oh, shoot, I should be, you know, keeping a better schedule for my kids. And oh my gosh, I need to be doing a better job of pumping or breastfeeding or whatever it is. We are so focused on what needs to be fixed and what our difficulties are and what's wrong. And I'm just saying, let's not do that for right now. Let's focus on strengths. What are the things that you do that get you through these hard moments? And more importantly, what are those internal resources, the things that are you and uniquely you that help you pull through? The more that we can get in touch with those parts of ourselves that are part of our resilience, that are part of our strength and movement through pain, the easier it is to call on them, the easier it is to rely on them, the easier it is to rely on ourselves. I'm not at all suggesting to not rely on other people or reach out for help in any way. Please do that. That might be a strength of yours. It might be a strength that you do reach out for help. But I'm talking about those quiet moments, those quiet moments where you feel alone, where you feel misunderstood, where you feel like people don't get it. How do you get through that? What is it that you do? that helps get you out of that. I'm avoiding at the moment going down a list of ways that you can engage in self-help and things that you can do for yourself because it would be easy enough to give a list, to hear some ideas. But what I just keep getting pulled back to is this idea that outside of those resources that are external to you, what are your internal resources? Now, I've had some people push back on me with this concept well, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I get through stuff. And that's fine. You don't have to know exactly. But that's also part of what I'm suggesting is that you're here. There's something that got you here. What are those things? Can we know ourselves just a little bit better? Can we find out a little bit more of ourselves and know and rely on those parts of us that have kept us going? doesn't need to look pretty, doesn't need to look perfect. You don't need to be sitting on a mountaintop, you know, with butterflies all around you. That's not what we're looking for. This is that internal knowing, your intuition, your sense. What are those parts of you that carry you through difficult times? And it's not going to look the same as it is for somebody else. You are you. You are unique. You have your own needs, your own path, your own ways to heal. One of those ways is through you, through yourself. 
One of those paths is finding true connection to who you are, your beautiful soul, your beautiful strengths, your beautiful courage and vulnerability. Vulnerability is a strength, by the way. We sometimes compare vulnerability to weakness, but I think that is a major, major misconception. I feel like we're in a space in time right now where we're constantly seeking and a lot of seeking of external validation and external resources and things that help point us in a direction. But really, everything that I see is pointing us back to ourselves, right? We are looking for those things that help us get connected to some part of us that feels true. That's like a tuning fork that will hear it and get that little gem that'll help us remember who we are. And we're constantly seeking that externally. Again, I'm not saying that you can't or shouldn't. I'm just saying that there's such a wealth of information already inside of you that has gotten you this far. And what is it now that is carrying you through this new motherhood journey? Out of 7.7 billion ways to heal, yours is worthy, whatever that is. Yours has meaning. Yours can be totally unique. I think for a long time for me, my personal path to healing was something that I felt like I couldn't share because it wasn't prescriptive. It wasn't, you know, that thing that everybody tells you to do. It wasn't specifically medication. It wasn't specifically psychotherapy, although I did go to psychotherapy. But I didn't know that I needed a specialist at the time, so it didn't quite fit. It wasn't quite enough. So I sought out other things. I had acupuncture. I had a naturopathic doctor. I went to an energy healer. I did a lot of reading, looking up symptoms and whatnot, trying to understand, put myself in context. What is this thing? What is going on with me? Why is this happening? Kind of for me, working through things happened on a couple of different levels. I needed to really have the information. That would be the external part. I needed the information. I needed some types of healing and acupuncture was helpful. I had to fight to get my thyroid tested. I did. Turns out I did need the support of thyroid medication. I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't know what it was. So I did the external searching, and those things were helpful for me, absolutely. What I also needed to do that, unfortunately, I couldn't find in the particular psychotherapy I had at the time was I needed to do some deep self-exploration. What is this? For me, my personal journey was that my soul felt shook. I felt like something deep, deep, deep inside of me had been awakened And I had no idea what it was, but I felt like something needed to change. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.
No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I am Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. It just so happened to put me on this path, which I'm extremely grateful for. But my postpartum period of time woke up a lot of things in me that I did not expect. And I wanted to understand. And in order for me to understand and find my strength, I had to go inward. I had to understand what my strengths were, what my particular resilience needed to look like or looked like. And again, I'm one out of 7.7 billion. That just happened to be what brought me healing at that time. Not a typical path, not a standard path, but that's the one that worked for me. Part of the reason I'm sharing that with you is that it is uniquely mine. There's no way that I would expect that they felt healing in the same way that I experienced healing, even if they did the same things, because my needs are different. My needs are different than yours. Yours are different than mine. And that's totally okay. When we can get in touch with what our internal needs are, our internal strengths are, and listen to that voice. I had never, ever been to an energy healer, but that's what my internal voice told me. So I did a Google search and found somebody that actually did help me in ways that I didn't expect. And me being a psychologist, I didn't even think to look for a specialist, a perinatal mental health specialist, as a therapist. But there were some other factors there because, you know, again, the shame and the guilt and all that other stuff that comes along with like feeling how you feel and then being embarrassed about it and, you know, all of that. That was for sure there, that feeling of not wanting people to know. Anyhow, one example, and you've heard many examples on this podcast of how how people find healing, but we're listening for 30, 40 minutes at a time. We're just scratching the surface of their healing journey. We're getting like the cliff notes version and not the full depth of what a person's healing journey is and what that looks like and how it looks like for you is totally unique and totally okay. What would it be like for you to sit back, take a minute for yourself and drop down into your heart and ask yourself what you need? Ask yourself, what are my strengths? What does resilience look like for me? How is it that I'm getting through this? Your answers might not come up right away, but the more often we can sit and self-reflect and think a little bit about what it is that is getting us through, what our strengths are, what our resilience is. The less frantic we feel, frankly, the more centered we feel, the more grounded we feel. When we know that we have something within us that we can rely on, things just aren't as scary. And going through any type of perinatal mood or anxiety disorder can be really scary. Having unexpected complications with through pregnancy or the birth or in the postpartum can be extremely scary and feel very disorienting and put us off our balance for sure. And it's not that sitting and understanding your own strength is going to take care of all of that, but it is a place to come home to within yourself. 
it is a soft place to land within yourself. So I hope that whatever is going on for you, wherever you are in your healing journey, healing process, that taking a little bit of a pit stop inside yourself, looking deeply and listening deeply, you can find a little bit of that foundation, a little bit of that home within, and you can return to it when things feel scary or ugly or confusing. You are still here and you can get through this. Absolutely. Whatever it is that you're going through. I wish I could reach through this microphone and give everyone a big hug who wants it or needs it right now. But I guess consider this episode a hug from me if you so choose, if you're a huggy person, (laughs) or my way of sending some love out to you. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening and for going on this journey with yourself and with me here on the Mom and Mind podcast. I'm deeply honored that I get to share this space and time with you. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.